Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 6. Verse 15, Jesus, therefore, perceiving that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So in an answer to the filling of their bellies, the people now wanted to make Jesus a king. This is a familiar ground for the dominion theology folks, the religious political folks, the kingdom on earth folks. Certainly this would have been Jesus' chance, the path to political and economic rule. But you see, Jesus was not interested in an earthly kingdom, even if his followers were, even if his followers still are. No doubt the apostles, still lacking in a clarity in this issue, would have certainly supported the mob in this coup had they moved uh, in thus. Matthew's account leads us to perhaps understand that these apostles, well, they actually uh, interfered with the plan of Christ and the purposes to such a degree that, well, Jesus had to get rid of them first before he was able to disperse this mob. You see, Matthew's account reads, quote, and straight away Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. You see, the word translated constrained, well, it's a strong word. It literally means he compelled his disciples to get into a ship. Oh, and he did not allow them to make him king. Why? Because his kingdom is not about this earth, nor is it ever to be a part of the world system. Let us remember that to come to Christ is to die to this world and to die to ourselves. The people, however, they missed this point. He didn't come to save the world, rather the inhabitants of this world. This earth is corrupt and dying and nothing is going to stop its continual decline to the point of rot. No, Jesus isn't going to fix this world up any more than he works to fix you up. He is in the business of new creation, a new world, and a new you. Clearly, the people had come to Jesus because of what they had received in the earthly physical realm. As long as such issues were provided, they would have no doubt followed him to the end of the earth. Many of us attempt to follow him today in the same manner and, well, for the same reasons. We are as as loyal as the family dog as long as we are fed and have the creature comforts of life on this plane. That's why so many quickly fall away once the trials and testing of our faith come. And hear me today, they will come. Scripture tells us that a life of faith is a narrow path, the daring road, the radical commitment. It's much easier to just live for the world and live for ourselves. Like those who followed after Jesus the guru instead of Jesus the redeemer. Many of those tried to make Jesus into merely a social reformer, one to alleviate the ills of our society, the pains of the poor, to save the environment and to support the working class, to generally make life more comfortable upon this earth. No such ideal 
was even entertained by Christ. No, Jesus knew his calling, and he knew his mission. He refused to get distracted, nor would he be controlled by pride and self-advancement. It is interesting that Jesus took the time to go and be by himself. And that's really inexplicable when considering the earthly ramifications of his timing. After all, at this point in his ministry, he had the big mo going. It's been said that there has been only one person in history who withdrew himself at the hour of his supreme triumph, and that was Jesus Christ. Learning to trust in Christ implicitly is not going to be an easy task as it goes against our natural tendencies. Further, we must realize that Jesus never promised to keep us out of all of life's storms. Rather, he said he would walk with us through the storms that would come, and they will indeed come. In fact, we need to note that Jesus herein literally sent these men into that testing. The perfect love, one that manifests absolute love, sent these men into trial and testing. Did you catch that? The perfect love sent these men into trial and testing. Let us make note of that fact, for clearly this too was an expression of his love. No, not human earthly love, but the perfect love of deity. Matthew records that Jesus said to them, Go before me unto the other side. So there should have never been any doubt amongst the apostles concerning making it safely over this storm-tossed lake. When Christ tells you to go before him to the other side, clearly you and he both are going to see the other side. Finally, one can easily wonder why Jesus would have tested them in this way. After all, how is this love? Well, clearly Jesus sought for growth and maturity and the exercise of faith in these men. Truly such would never be a reality unless they learned to manifest these traits and to do so in the midst of adversity. Earthly love says, quote, you are okay the way you are. I accept you just as you are, end quote. Jesus' love, however, says, I love you too much to leave you in your infant state. I seek for you to grow and to be all that I've created you to be. You see, there's a very vast difference between the world's love and that of the practice of Christ. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.